Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to part two of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, Tony Defio. If you downloaded part one, I thank you for that. If you came back and downloaded part two, I thank you for that. And if you're watching me live and if you stuck with me, I thank you for that as well. Uh, We have uh, uh, Michael O'Malley joins us late, Steelers Pittsburgh. If I didn't get you already, Brad Jewett and Devin Logan, who joins us from Facebook, he says, I'm going to throw my TV out the window, man. This game isn't like end all be all like meaning it's not uh, make or break. Of course it's week three. It's not make or break, but a win would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, believe me, trust me. I'm not trying to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a gloom and doomer naysayer. Ha ha ha. I hope they lose. Believe me. I want them to win. I want them to win 38 to three. I want somebody to send me a nasty email after the game or, or, uh, send an, uh, make an, a nasty comment on YouTube on the hangover on Monday. Tell me what an idiot I am for saying that they might lose to the bungles at Heinz field in week three. Believe me, I want that to happen. It's just the feeling I get based on what I've seen through two games. I kind of, ha- and based on the, the injury issues, it doesn't feel like it's going to be a great day on Sunday. You know, even if they win, it might be like one of those, you know, 17, 14, 16, 14 kind of wins. You're like, ah, they escaped with the victory, but I'm, I'm not feeling too good about their chances moving forward until they figure this offense out. And will they ever figure it out? That's what, what that's the kind of win 
if they do win, that's the kind of win I anticipate them having having one of those. They won, but so what? All hope is lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, speaking of which, and, and that leads me into my uh, next topic, and that's the eye test. And I wrote an article that was published on Thursday about the Steelers lagging behind the both the Ravens and the Browns in the AFC North in terms of just overall performance and how they look through how all three teams have looked through three weeks and people gave me trouble, you know, you know, crap for that, which I anticipated. Right. And the, the usual, the general refrain was they're all one and one meaning all four teams, even the Bengals are one and one so far through two weeks. And that's the bottom line. But I wasn't going for the bottom line like Stone Cold. I was going for nuance. I was going for nuance. And if you watch these three teams, I think, in my personal opinion, the Ravens and the Browns right now look like stronger teams than due to Steelers. And that's mainly due to the offense. Uh, in the offenses of, of the, uh, the two AFC North foes. You know, of course, the Ravens, uh, we know what their strength is, and that's running the football. And, yes, they've had some injury issues uh, with running backs, but they still managed to, to to be really strong on the ground through two games. And, yes, that's because of Lamar Jackson and his presence and his ability to, to tuck and run and, and make things miserable and for, for opposing defenses. But, I mean, who cares if that's the reason why they're able to run the ball? Bottom line is they're able to run the ball, and that's their identity. Lamar Jackson is their identity. He's been what's what's been causing all this to quote with Ric Flair for the past three plus years, as far as they're concerned. He's the reason that their offense has been so potent. And it looks like it's gonna be the same deal again in 2021, with or without uh JK Dobbins and these other running backs that have been hurt. Lamar Jackson's gonna keep their offense functioning pretty much close to how it has since he's been in, been their starting quarterback. And, you know, they, 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 uh, where they scored 36 points last week. And a lot of people said, well, they got lucky. They got lucky because Lamar, uh, cause uh, Patrick Mahomes fumbled at the end. Otherwise they may have lost. And that's true. But again, it's not about, uh, the results so much. It's just about the eye test and how strong they look as a team. And the Ravens have played two uh, close games and they're one and one uh, same as the Steelers, but the Ravens just look more capable. And even the Browns, the Browns to me look like the best team in the division right now. After two weeks, they, they gave the chiefs all they could handle in the first week at Arrowhead stadium. If not for a Nick Chubb fumble, if not for, for uh, uh, the, the the punter fumbling uh, 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 a snap, they probably win that game. And so you can't count on those kind of things happening week in and week out in order for the Browns to lose. They're not going to keep losing that way. And they just their offense just looks far more complete than does the Steelers. Uh, Baker Mayfield, he might not be 
a uh, MVP candidate anytime soon, but he looks like a pretty darn capable quarterback with a lot of talent, a lot of ability. He has decent receivers. He has a couple of great tight ends. Well, I shouldn't say great. A couple of really good tight ends. And the best running back tandem in the NFL, Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. And, oh, by the way, that offensive line is exceptional. So the offense looks like it might have the ability to be the best in, in the NFL before the year is out. So, you know, the, the, the Browns and the Ravens, they both look like they are capable of doing some things. You know, you know like how they say in um, in golf that'll play. Well, the the Ravens and the Browns they both look like have they both look like they have offenses that will that will play uh, for the remainder of the twenty twenty one season. And when you compare them to what the Steelers have right now, it just it, it looks like night and day. And it might be like comparing apples to oranges, but it kind of reminds me the Steelers on offense right now. They kind of remind me of the Steelers on defense right after that last Super Bowl appearance, Super Bowl 45 in, tw- in 2010. Um, they were still stout. They, they were still good against the run. They still f- were capable of finishing number one. I think they did both in 2011 and 2012. But they just did not have that explosiveness. They weren't able to get after the quarterback. They averaged like 35 sacks a year. Uh, they weren't able to take the football away anywhere. They weren't. They weren't opportunistic on defense. In 2011, they finished. They finished with 15 takeaways, even though they they won 12 games. It was really, really crazy. And for the the next what five six years, they averaged 19 takeaways a year, which is just not going to get it done. And of course, they continued to average 35 sacks a year. And if you remember the the defenses of of the day. The, the prominent defenses, I should say, uh, the, the the Seahawks defense, the 49ers, of course, the Ravens, the Broncos, they all look like they were far more explosive, far more opportunistic, right? And, and of course, they were the some of the strongest contenders of that era, whereas the Steelers really weren't. So, you know, people would argue with me back then, well, how can you say this defense isn't capable they finished number one in yardage. They finished number one against the run. Yeah, but they also looked a step or two slow. And if you and if you remember, this is when guys like James Ferrier, Casey Hampton, they all started to retire or, or, or get released. Um, after that 2010 season, those guys just did not look the same anymore. James Ferrier didn't look the same. Uh, Casey Hampton, of course, didn't look the same anymore. Even Troy and Ike Taylor, those guys, they kind of regressed. They got old. It happens in, in, in sports. And unfortunately, it sometimes happens all at once. And the reason why I say it, I know it's not apples to orange or, or it's not apples to apples and it's more apples to oranges because the Steelers offense right now is not an old offense. They have a, they have an older quarterback in Ben and they have a bunch of young skill position players and a young offensive line. So it doesn't it's not exactly the same thing, but it, it's kind of the same thing is you don't know what you have with this offense right now. And you don't know if it's ever going to be good, right? That's the thing about players or units or, or teams that are on the, on the rise or on the decline. You, you just don't know what, what, you know, you don't know if, if, if they are on the rise until they prove it. And you don't really know they're on the decline when they're on the decline. If, if, if that made any sense. 
you know, they kind of look the same. Like a team that's on a decline or a player that's on a decline, they kind of look like uh, they did when they were on the ascent, right? You know, there are a lot of hiccups, a lot of uncertainty. And again, you don't really know until you know. So with this offensive line, especially, it's completely different with the exception of Shuksakora for from what they had last year. So you don't really know at this point what you have with this line, and you're not going to know until they prove that they're capable. And they might never prove that they're capable. That's just the reality of it because they're new. So it is apples to oranges when you're talking about the an old defense from a decade ago compared to a young offense, mostly young offense now. But, but, but still, they don't look anywhere near as good as these – other offenses I just talked about, like you name any good offense around the league right now, they don't look um, it, to be in the same universe. So, you know, I realized what I said a couple weeks ago, even last week after the Bills game about how this team is too, the defense is too good for this team to, to, to fall off the, the table in 2021. And I still believe that. I still, provided they're healthy, I, I still believe the Steelers are – their defense is too good for them to be um, like a four or five win team this year. I just don't see it because defense makes up for a lot. However, after two weeks, I'm kind of leaning toward, I said, what, what did I say off season, by the way, this is like a, a, a team that's, that can finish anywhere between seven and 10 and 11 and six. Um, and right now, based on how this offense is played through two weeks, which looks a lot like it played it performed last year over the second half. This looks closer to an eight or nine win team. So I think they're still in that, they're, they're right in that range that I thought they would be. But, you know, I was hoping the offense would perform a little bit better after two weeks. So I could say this is a 10 or 11 win team. They might get there. They might, they might start to improve. But right now this looks like a team that might be an eight or nine win team. Cause we saw it two years ago, right? We saw how good, a truly dominant defense was when it was paired with a truly awful offense. And that's what we have right now. We have a, a great defense that's being paired with an awful offense. And what do you get out of that? You get around 500, right? So um, it's funny, like people talk about the, the Browns and the Ravens and how their defense isn't as good as the Steelers. So they, they think that makes things even. But, you know, if you remember – Think, think back to like the mid-2010s, right? When the Steelers had this juggernaut of an offense and they had a kind of a mediocre defense. And then the Ravens, between like 2013 and 2017, they had a hard time making the playoffs. But they had a great defense. They had, As always, they had a pretty darn good defense. They had always had great special teams. They just had a really average to below average offense. But because their defense and special teams were so good, they were always able to kind of stay in it and win seven, eight, nine games and be in a playoff race until the, until the final week of the season. But did you ever think of them as a true contender for, for the Lombardi? After that 2012 run when Joe Flacco went out of his mind in the postseason and, and won them a Super Bowl and won himself a lot of money, did, did you ever really truly consider them a, a contender over that half-decade stretch until Lamar Jackson took over uh, halfway through the 2018 season? I don't think anybody did. But the Steelers, with their mediocre defense, with their with Ross Cockrell and those guys playing in the secondary, with um, uh, what's it, Brandon, what's his name, 
uh, I forget his name. Anyway, those guys playing in the secondary, uh, Bryce McCain, I can, I, uh, William Gay, I can go on. Uh, with that, with that all-pro offense of theirs, with, with with the killer bees and that offensive line, they were considered to be true Super Bowl contenders. They just needed their defense to be kind of mediocre. All right. Whereas right now, when you're looking at the Steelers' offense, it doesn't look mediocre. It looks pretty darn awful. So it, it just doesn't seem like, even though their defense has the potential to be dominant again, it doesn't seem like they can they can really be true contenders. But it's early. It's early. And when I wrote that article the other day, I was just going by my feelings after two weeks. You know, when you're doing this kind of thing, whether it's podcasting or writing, you can't just like maintain your opinion week in and week out and maintain your stance week in and week out. You have to react to what you see each and every week. So that's what I was going by when I, when I wrote that article. It's not that I'm being inconsistent and being a hypocrite or whatever you want to call it. It's just that I'm going by, I'm collecting data each and every week. I'm collecting feelings and thoughts each and every week and I'm collecting results each and every week. And I'm, I'm, I'm weighing my opinion based on that. So as of right now, it looks like the Ravens and the Browns are better teams than the Steelers. But if that offense can ever even become slightly above average, it might be a different story. But that's a big if at the moment. But I'm, I'm still holding out hope. So with all that being said, I think it's time to open things up to some questions and comments to round out the show, as is my custom Every Friday night. And uh, let's see. Brad Jewett says, care to guess what his injury is? I'm not sure who you're talking about. So I know um, Deontay Johnson had a knee injury. Highsmith had a groin injury. Of course, watch uh, dealing with a groin injury. Alou Alou, unfortunately, broke his ankle. Oh, and Steeler Steeler Chick 46, who, by the way, welcome to the show. She answered brad's question so i i spoke too soon and christopher 11 who also is new to the show he says the steelers will win sunday i guarantee it and he's quoting joe namath and i hope we're in a position at the end of the year where some Steeler is making all the fans and the media angry for guaranteeing a super bowl win what super bowl victory wouldn't that be something and i nominate you juju because that would really be the perfect combination of, of a player and the, uh, who has the ability to draw the, the ire of the fans. All right. Christopher 11 again says, I believe Coach T, Coach Mike Tomlin, understands that you have to work out all the kinks in September, then go on a run. Well, there's no question. There's no question. They're still, they're still finding themselves uh, through three weeks. It's not that, as I, as I said, the team that you see in week one is going to be vastly different than the team you're going to see in October and November and in December. So that, 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 you know, is where the uncertainty comes in. And, and that's where, uh, you, you have to wonder if, if, if these guys are ever going to get it together as far as an offense, like the defense, when healthy, the defense is, I think it, it, it's the track records there. We know what this defense is going to be. But 
this offense, you just don't know because it, it's it's been it's been the same thing week in and week out, and 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 you have to almost rely on on a perfect day for for this team to win. If you, if you're going to play it that way, if you're going to play a 17 to 14 kind of game every week, well then that you you you're going to need a bounce or two to go your way, and it's not always guaranteed, right? It's not always guaranteed. You know, when you're when you're capable of, of, of doing a lot on offense, well, that, that can make up for a lot of stuff too. Just like a, a great defense can make up for a lot of stuff, a great offense can make up for a lot of stuff. So just me says, like I said, Ben will try and go in and play through another injury. He'll take a hit and realize he's injured, and and in comes Mason. Well, you know what I think is gonna happen. I think Ben's gonna tough it out for four quarters because that's what Ben does. That's his that's his that's been his Modus operandi, is that the right way to say it? His entire career. Remember those? Remember that one game? Oh God, it was about 10 years ago. He had a broken, fractured foot, and he came in and threw five touchdowns against the Titans. I think it was the Titans. Remember that uh, he was carted off the field against the Bengals at the end of that uh, wild card game five years ago, and he came back in and uh, kind of worked. He kind of orchestrated with the help of Vontes Perfect that game-winning field goal drive, and, and then the next week he, he played lights out with a, a supposedly a separated shoulder against the Broncos. They lost, but he, he played really well. So I, I anticipate Ben uh, at least playing four quarters on Sunday, and who knows? Maybe he'll go out there and throw five touchdown passes. Wouldn't that be something? Lifelong fan says the Steelers only played two games against two good teams. Yes, they have. But some of the things you, you've seen through two weeks are what you, you were seeing last year against not so good teams like the Bengals. The Bengals kind of kicked the snot out, out of them in the what the third to last game of the year. You know, the, the Colts, who didn't make the playoffs, but they weren't a juggernaut. They came in here and had a 17-point lead and – Pittsburgh had to come back late to win. Uh, the Washington football team, who made the playoffs, but but uh, as a what sub five hundred or a five hundred division winner, they weren't that great. They came in here and 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 won. So you know, it's not about who the competition is right now, or even dating back to last year. It's about how the Steelers have basically looked the same week in and week out, and they're making every defense look like the eighty-five Bears. You know, with with the scheme and the strategy that these, these opposing defenses are able to use against this very predictable offense, they all look dominant. That's the thing. They all they all employ what they all crowd the line of scrimmage. They take the middle of the field away. They force Roethlisberger to, to throw it deep and, and try to hit passes down the sideline. And you know. If he's not doing that, he's throwing little two-yard passes or passes behind the line of scrimmage. It's the same formula each and every week. And and, and, and Pittsburgh has not been able to solve that yet. So it's not about the, the, the level of competition that I'm worried about right now. It's about their identity and how they don't really have one on offense other than bad. That's their identity, bad on offense. Hopefully that changes. And Rajan says that Mason Rudolph, he will not survive behind this line of scrimmage. Well, he's probably a little bit more mobile than Ben at this point, which, you know, is, I don't know if it's saying a lot or not, but yeah. Mark Tobin says, I think 
Mason can beat the Bengals if called upon. Honestly, not that uh, the stage is not too big. Well, yeah, I don't think I'm not worried about that, but I don't think it's going to come to that. I think I think Roethlisberger is going to play the whole game. All right, a lot of, a lot of Mason Rudolph talk all of a sudden, but I don't think it's good. But even though Ben has been cleared to play, so I don't know where all the Mason Rudolph talk is coming from, but I think Ben's going to play on Sunday and play the full game. And George Rice says, looking at our schedule, the Steelers' schedule, where's the next seven wins? It's a rhetorical question. I don't see it. I've been watching them since the early 70s. Long-time fan. They look like one of the bad ones. Yikes. That's my that's my fear too. I've been uh I've been hopeful. I was really excited after that Buffalo win. I mean, I was super you saw me last week, you saw me on the hangover. I was I was giddy. But it's like an accumulative thing. When you see all, when you see the offense continue to do the same thing, it kind of makes you realize like, geez, you know, every week's gonna be like it was in 2019 now, and at the end of last year. And they're going to have to pull out all these low-scoring games, and it's really hard to do in, in the modern era of, of professional football. I mean, you can get away with that in the 1970s, the you know 13-10 wins and the 16-10 wins and 10-7 wins week in and week out. Even in the 90s, you can win some games like that on a regular basis. But nowadays, you really it's really hard to, to ask a defense, even a great defense like the Steelers have, provided they're all healthy, it's hard to ask them to go out every few minutes after your offense keeps going three and out, three and out, three and out. It's hard to ask them to continue to go out there and, and, and be dominant. You know, even Troy Polamalu said uh, one time, uh, even the, the, even the best defenses can be exposed if they're on the field too long or too often, you know, uh, you know, the offense and the defense often work hand in hand, you know, and if a if a a defense is on the field for for 35 40 minutes and and and, and the offense continues to see its tendencies and what it, how it lines up in certain situations you know it, it makes it easier to beat it makes it easier to 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 diagnose you know and what we've seen through through two weeks is the offense doing virtually nothing in the first half right three and out three and out three and out turnover whatever and, you know, the defense can only uh, withstand that kind of uh, ineptitude <laughs> for so long before it breaks down. Even a healthy defense is going to break down eventually. Again, especially today when everything's catered to, to the offense. So, again, the key to Sunday's victory or Sunday's game is you have to get after Joe Burrow and you have to do what you, you do to him what you did to – uh, Josh Allen in week one, and that's, and that's dominate the line of scrimmage and make his life uncomfortable and get in his face and be at his feet and all those things that quarterbacks hate. And that's going to be a lot easier to do if T.J. Watt's in there. If T.J. Watt's not in there, then it might be another one of those things where, yikes, you know, this, this young quarterback looks pretty darn good. So let's hope it doesn't come to that. Oh wow! I missed the super chat, and and this is from Monster 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 nineteen, and he donates four ninety nine. We thank you for that. Sorry, I missed it. 
And then he says, let's be optimistic. The team needs work. Yes. But we're always in it at the end of the season. Here we go. There you go. That's an optimistic, optimistic fan. And we all hope you're right. But thank you for the, uh, thank you for the, for the four ninety nine. That was very generous. Justin Gall says, and he's joining us from YouTube. He says, defenses are going to stack the box until the Steelers can throw the ball middle of the field and hit deep posts, digs, and outs. Then we need the line to hold their blocks to give Najee a chance to find holes. It's very astute. And actually, uh, the receivers have been called under called into question. They're route running the last couple weeks, at least the last week anyway. And uh, how they see, they all seem to be running the same routes week in and week out. I remember talking to somebody on on like the, in the early days of the Hangover with Brian, or what, I forget what it was called back then, but when we did it on the phone. And the one guy who called in from New Jersey all the time, and he always said, "Look, the Steelers don't really run creative routes. Where, are, where, what's, what's, where's their route tree? Why aren't they utilizing the traditional route tree?" And a lot of people have said that this week about them. Uh, and they're certainly not utilizing the middle of the field. That's definitely a thing. Everything seems to be uh, on the on the periphery as far as passes. Uh, they're they're more what horizontal and they are vertical and even when i do go uh even when i do go vertical it's it's right down it's down the line the sideline you know and and the, nothing no post nothing in the middle of the field you know people are giving chase claypool a hard time for not coming down with these 50 50 balls last week and and rightfully so maybe uh but you know these receivers you know not every pass has to be a 50 50 ball you know where's the separation Where's that, you know, those catches where the, the opposing fan base is going, why is he always wide open? Every time he's always wide open, there's nobody around him. You never see Steelers receivers catching passes that way. There's always like five guys behind behind around him, it would seem. So, yeah, there's, uh, there really has to be some way that this offense can be more creative and unpredictable, which was why Matt Canada was brought in here in the first place. But, you know, again, until they figure out that line, it might be a lot to ask. So, excuse me. All right. And Rhino Tool checks in. And he says, of Jeffrey Benedict, he did a great uh, film breakdown the other day. He says, Jeffrey did a great article on how the offensive line looks close to being competent. Well, there, there's some hope. They were just missing assignments and uh, they were this close to, I read that article the other day or this morning, Friday morning. And he's right. And that's the problem with, uh, with, with youth. It's kind of like uh, when, when you have veterans that are on the decline, it's the same kind of mistakes. You're missing assignments. You're a step too slow. And that's how the offensive line looks right now. The only question is, does it have an in it to take it to the next step? step? We hope it does. So hope for continued growth and continued improvement with this offense and continued dominance with the defense and, of course, health with the defense. Ah, there it is, Monster. I, 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 I'm going to highlight it. There you go. That's, the, uh, that's the, the super chat he sent over and I missed five minutes ago. And he says, let's be optimistic. The team needs work, yes, but we're always in it until the end of the season. Here we go. Well, I think they have that kind of defense too. 
it's just the the problem is uh it might just be the that defense just might be good enough to keep him in it and nothing else and nothing more and lumberzak asks tony do you think they let shooks ride the pines when banner comes back at this point yes and the way Max Crosby kind of handled him on that one play last week, I don't think he shoved him on his back and he shoved him into Ben's feet. I don't think he's capable of being a starter right now. I think uh, Banner will get the get the sh- chance. But the thing about about Zach Banner that's kind of concerning is he really is only he's only uh, played one game or started one game, and it wasn't even a full game because that was the game he got hurt week one of twenty twenty. So we don't really know about him. And like I said before, we do know that that competition for the right tackle spot was supposedly pretty darn close in 2020 before they broke camp. So uh, I don't know what that says about Zach Banner, but I do think he's going to get the the, the, the the chance to start and, and, and Chooks will be the, he'll be the, the swing tackle once uh, Banner uh, is healthy enough to play. If, if no, if for no other reason, then he's apparently better at running, run blocking than than Akora for is, and he has that demeanor that matches uh, or is closer to matching Kendrick Green and and Dotson and Dan Moore and and even Adrian Clem, the the coach. So I think I think Banner will, will get the uh, nod, at least initially once uh once he comes back. And on that note, at the uh, nine fifty three mark, I will say goodbye to you all. It was a fun, productive show. We even got a super chat in there, which I'm again I'm thankful for. It was fun talking to you guys. Uh, it was fun uh, venting and 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 ex- explaining myself over my articles and my feelings and how I'm not just going to have the same opinion week in and week out. It's going to change and it's going to be based on what I see and what the Steelers are doing. If I had the same opinion each and every week, it would be a boring. It would be boring, wouldn't it? I wouldn't have to. I wouldn't have to write any articles or or even do any podcasts. So, hopefully, my opinion next week is: Wow, these Steelers are going to the Super Bowl. I can feel it. We'll see. But uh, on that note, have a great weekend and uh, enjoy the game. Hopefully, it's a it's a uh, it's a win and a two and one start. And I'll talk to you on uh, Monday on the Hangover with Brian and Shannon White. Until I talk to you again. Go Steelers. Have a great weekend, everybody. Oh, how it rips me, beloved, makes me live for tomorrow.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.